Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to the Fly With Us podcast. This podcast is bringing the art of conversation, self-love, self-care, mental health care and protection, life lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. Today, we're going to talk about friendships and cultivating friendships. I'm Lady Bounce. And I am Picket Fence. All right, you got the Mindfulness Minute for us this week. Uh, yeah, before we jump into that, we've got to tell people about the weekend we just had real quick, real quick. Okay. Let's start with must. Friday. If you must. Here we go. Okay, Friday. Mm-hmm. You started it. That's what I said. Let's start with Friday. Tell them about your Friday. Uh, Friday, I had the pleasure of standing in for our good friend, Kula the Creator, at Funky Friday at Barrel House. So if you missed it and you've never seen me DJ before, dang. Man. So I was spinning the funk tunes from uh from six to about 10:30. I went a little over um just because the vibe was so good and the people was loving it. So I just kept going. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. So how was the rest of the weekend? Uh the rest of the weekend, Saturday, I, you know, I spent the I spent all day Saturday kind of recovering from from the high that I was on from Friday night because um that's the first time I've ever DJ without my dad so it was it was real different it was a lot of emotions um and everything going on there so I had to like really come back down to planet earth um on Saturday and then on Sunday we had the pleasure and honor of hosting the seventh annual homeless community cookout hosted by Daryl Dalton and what's going on Dayton word up yeah, and I we made that. the news. <laughs> and, and we made the news. I said that was a pretty packed weekend, pretty packed weekend. So we've been pretty busy lately, you know, besides the show and the daily self-care assignments, we've been doing a lot of hosting gigs or doing um, the show live. Um, so if that's something you in, are interested in, having us host one of your events or if you would like for us to come and do a live version of the show, please hit us up at flywithusla at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Facebook also. Now for the mindfulness minute. Good friends are loyal and expect you for and good friends are loyal and accept you for who you are. The good and the bad times. Good friends are also honest, honest enough to tell you when you are not being a good friend yourself. Along with good friends who are present, loyal, honest, and most people want friends who are trustworthy. Word up. Word up. Word so, up. I was always taught growing up that in order to, to have a friend, you have to be a friend. Have have you ever heard that before? Do you find that to be true? Um, yeah, I have heard that before. And yes, I think that's definitely true. Um, to have a good friend, you have to be a good friend. Um, but I think that, um, especially for kids younger than us, that may be something that's hard in this world right now because um, we have this programming of self-made and out for self. And uh, I don't think that we're teaching kids how to be friends or even friendly nowadays. Hmm. Um, I see a lot of people that um, in a lot of cases that either don't have friends um, yeah, I see a lot of people now who don't usually have friends. 
Hmm. And I think that's kind of sad. Why is it sad? Some some people are loners by nature. Mm, I mean, you used to see that every once in a while. You have certain people, but now it seems like a large portion of our population is our loners now. And if you have that many loners, who can you depend on? Who can you trust? Uh, who do you build with? Hmm. Okay, I mean, I guess in a, in a situation like that where, you know, if you do consider yourself a loner, even loners typically have one or two, mm-hmm. you know, friends in the pocket. Mm-hmm. So um, me personally, I, um, I, I, I have found that I have friends for a season. And when their season or that season of that friendship is over, then they go their way and I go mine. It's no animosity. It's just our friendship has run its course. Now, with that being said, I do have like three friends that have been my friends since childhood. And I'm, you know, I'm okay with that. I used to get really sad and upset that I didn't have this, you know, big, friend group or you know all of these people to go hang out with and take trips with and everything but as I got older I realized that it was more about the quality of the friendship than it was the quantity of people so I've never needed a lot of people around me you know to blow smoke or tell me I'm great or tell me I'm fabulous you know and I've just never been that person I'd rather cultivate those really good genuine kinds of friendships and, and let that be it, you know, let that be my friend circle. So my circle that I actually call a friend, it is really small. Now, if we're talking about Facebook, of course, you know, we all have Facebook friends that you, you, you grow close to and you share your significant life moments with and everything, but it's still not the same as that core group of people that you tell everything to, or you have the most fun with. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I would say um, my friends that I'm close with, I, I knew them before Facebook. So um, I think that um, at least, in, you know, as far as my opinion, because um, I grew up before the digital age, I, it just seems like it would be hard to really cultivate um, real friendships with people you meet online. It just it reminds me of the uh, the commercial, I guess, a lady's on a dating site or whatever. And uh, it's not really about a dating site. It's about, you know, knowing if something is real or true or something like that. And the guy asked her, how you know this? She's like the internet. And then she's like, I'm going on a date with this guy. He's like, where'd you meet him? On the internet. He's French, blah, blah, blah. And it's just a regular dude comes out like bonjour. It's like, how do you know, to me, it'll be like, how do you really know people are authentic online? I mean, I guess after you meet them and and start talking to them in person and hanging out, um, you can see if they're genuine. But I think um, people that you grew up with, or maybe not even grew up with, you know, just grown older with, like say you meet somebody from college days or, you know, after college, work days in your younger 20s, you know, especially for somebody that we're older now, um, people that you know you've really been around and get to you know cultivate friendships with you know it seems like it's uh, a big difference doing it online than actually in person day-to-day type of thing 
I think it depends on how you interact with them online because our son plays video games and he FaceTimes his his friends overseas all the time. And he's been, you know, knowing and talking and playing games with these people, you know, now for a few years. So they they do have a genuine friendship. They just don't get to see each other in the flesh. But with the the advent of technology and you have Zoom and you have go to meeting and FaceTime or even, you know, Google Meets or whatever, you can still have that genuine friendship. You just can't reach out and touch the person. I think, it, you know, it still is a little bit different when you can't reach out and touch them. But I think the friendship can be just as strong as if the person was in your face every day. Because if you talk to them every day and, you know, even though you're using, you know, maybe a FaceTime, you know, using a phone screen, you're still seeing them every day. You just can't physically touch them. But that friendship is still just as real as if I leave and go to my friend's house and hang out. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see that. Let's, let's talk about some of the things that make good friends, which I, I snatched this offline. It's like seven things that make a good friend. Number one is good friends make you feel good. And I guess you don't have to be in person to make somebody feel good, you know, um, especially if you have a lot of things in common or if one person's funny, you could cheer somebody up. So a good friend is someone that makes them feel good um secondly good friends support each other and i think that's really important i think about you know like especially like say like me and my music career i have friends that i've known for a long time that have never bought an album never copped any merch haven't even liked on my music page them ain't friends and i, I was debating this earlier when somebody's asking me about why are you always sending out invites to the different things that I'm involved in? And I thought to myself, like, you know, if I'm sending out from my page or things that I'm involved in, and you shouldn't have a problem with that if we're friends, and this is somebody that I've known before there was the internet. Oh. So that, that shows me where their place is. You know what I mean? F friends support each other's endeavors. And that's not always a monetary game it ain't to share a link or two you know that was said by the great guy picket fence <laughs> it don't cost nothing to share somebody's information um number three good friends don't always have everything in common <laughs> for example my um my little bros tbr they are into a lot of stuff that I'm not into. Um, what's that show that they used to love? Trailer Park Boys. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, but you know, that's something. They, um, they're avid baseball fans. I, I like going to baseball games. I don't watch baseball on TV. Um, you know, I like going to the game just because of the atmosphere and stuff like that. And the cold bush beer here. Peanut, you know, I, I like that. I like that whole part of baseball, but I wouldn't watch baseball on TV. Um, next, good friends listen. Um, that's important in any type of relationship, business-wise, um, relationships between a man and woman, 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 man, man, and, and, and also friends. You got to, you know, listen, be a good listener. 
uh, trustworthy is the next one. Good friends are trustworthy. If you can't trust somebody, you know, especially like with your secrets and things that you want to get off the chest that you don't want everybody knowing about. Like if I want to come to you in confidence, I can't trust you to, to keep my secrets. That's that's a sign of someone who's not a good friend. Um, good friends handle conflict respectfully uh, and respect boundaries. I've seen people fall out for little or nothing. I've seen, um, I have a niece that she had a best friend she was friends with since second grade. They fell out over spare shoes. A pair of shoes. Hmm. Over a pair of shoes. Wow. You know, they they'd had they had no ability to uh for conflict resolution. And number seven is good friends go both ways. And what that means is what we talked about earlier is what you what was the um what you started off with that um to have a good friend, you have to be a good friend. That's what mm -hmm. that means. So um, those are some different things. Those are seven different things that you should look for when, you know, you're calling someone your friend or you think someone is your friend. And if you know, a lot of times we, we've talked about on the show and on our post about reevaluating situations, you know what I'm saying, or taking a, a list of things. And if you have people that, you know, um, you feel like you're friends with, or you may feel like you're more of a friend than they are a friend of you, you know, that's a little checklist you can use to say, oh, let me, is this person, is this, is this person to that, is that person? And you could you do it to yourself too. Do I do this? Do I do that as a friend? Just a quick little checklist that you can use. Hmm. I have, I have found that I am a better friend than I've received, you know, in return of friendships, which is probably why the friendships I've had that have only been a season have been for that reason, because I was a better friend to that person than they were to me in return. And then upon evaluating, you know, the friendship and the relationship, realized that maybe they weren't ever friends at all. And maybe I was trying to put them in the role of a friend and they weren't they weren't built that way or they weren't that kind of material to be a friend. They were good for the season in which they were in my life to be an acquaintance. And so be it. And it, it took me a while to kind of get to the point where I I can see it and recognize it and not like trip about it and not mm -hmm. trip over, you know, not having a whole bunch of friends and realizing that. You know, the, the friends that I have that are my friends that are for me are for me a hundred percent. Like when I say like, that's my friend, that's my friend. And I can, mm -hmm. I can give them that label because they deserve that label. And from the time that I was younger, you know, up until now, my, my grandma has passed on, but she used to always tell me that every, everybody that smiles at you, isn't your friend. Or everybody that you hang out with isn't necessarily meant to be in your life as a friend. You could be cool with this person, but this person is not a friend. And my grandmother was very, very good at being the litmus test for my friends. If I was not sure if this person was a good friend 
or a good fit for me, I always took them to meet grandma. Mm -hmm. I did that with, with boyfriends. I did that with, with girlfriends, guy friends. And based on what grandma said, determined on whether or not, you know, I let that person get close enough to me to be a friend. And there were some times where she told me that this person wasn't a friend and I didn't believe her. And I went against what she said and went against her recommendation. And sure enough, you know, a couple months down the line, I realized grandma was right all along. And this person wasn't a friend and I shouldn't have tried to force them into the box of being a friend and not necessarily a box, but force them into the label of being a friend when they really weren't a friend. But that was me wanting to have friends so bad that I was willing to accept anybody that came in, you know, came into my life, like, oh, you're a friend and you're going to be my friend forever. And not realizing that some people just aren't meant to be your, your BFF forever. Some people are just meant to come and go for a season and make you smile. And then they move on and you move on. There's no animosity. You just, we're not cool no more, you know, or are, we're not, we're not as close as we used to be. I don't hate you, but this ain't that no more. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that um, you should be able to do that maturely. You know, just like you said, sometimes it just ain't what you thought it was. And it don't have to be a fight or anything like that. You just, you go your own ways. You move on. You know what I mean? I definitely agree. And when I see, and, you, and you've seen it too, like the memes and stuff on Facebook and, and other social media sites where they say stuff like, would you slap your ex for $10 million? Or, you know, if you could set your ex on fire, would you do so? And I always look at those memes and I kind of chuckle and go, well, who thinks like that? Because I have ex-boyfriends that I'm cool with. Like, I don't hate them. I don't, I don't need to talk to you anymore. But I also don't feel the need to hate you either. And that's the same that when, you know, when you have a friend and the friendship is over, I just don't see wasting the energy and wasting the brain power to hate somebody so much that you will wish ill upon them because they no longer fit in your circle. I've, I've always thought that that was dumb. I, when I see those memes, I always think those are dumb. I'm like, it's just, to me, it just seems like a waste of energy to be hateful. You can not be cool with somebody, not be in a relationship with somebody and not be hateful. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, totally agree. I think that, um, like you said, I mean, I, I think those are dumb too. I think the only reason you would um, should or might have any type of animosity if it's a bad breakup, they've done something wild and crazy to you, you know, something like, um, right. especially when it comes to couples, you know, they've done something ill, will, and you might and you still don't have to have like hatred towards them. You just, you wouldn't mess with them anymore. You wouldn't deal with right. them. But I could see you having that emotional feeling that you do are very disgusted by that person. And you might think like, I wish this dude get hit by a truck because they've done something here. But a lot of times, like you said, especially when it comes to not relates, not boyfriend, girlfriend type of relationships, but like just friends, especially, you know, childhood friends, you, you develop um, different things that you like, different people, um, different interests that's the word i'm looking for different interests um when your kids you might not um have developed what your your main interests in life are um and as you get older and you develop certain interests 
your buddy might not have those same interests. And um, like I said, and especially in those situations, no reason to have ill will. You know, I have a lot of friends from my childhood and I still consider them friends, but I don't hang with them because we're just different types of people. You know what I'm saying? When I be when I was entering, you know, my 20s, I had a family. You know, most of these guys, they may have they may have had a lot of them had kids way before I did, but they they weren't in families. They had kids, but they weren't in families. Right. Um, a lot of them were in the streets. Uh, street life is not what I was into. Um, I went to school. Um, so, you know, when I see them, it's nothing but love. I still love those guys dearly. I consider them family. You know, we grew up together. But I just, I don't hang with them. I don't, you know what I'm saying? We're not going on trips together. We're not even going to the bar together. Because some of them, you never know what's going to happen when you're around them at the bar. Right. You know? <laughs> and I got to get back home. <laughs> Um, but you know, and, and that's what I mean by like you, sometimes you may grow apart and, you know, and into different things, different interests, um, your interests aren't, don't have commonality, you know, but like that list I said, you know, sometimes your friends aren't, um, don't have the same interests. Um, but sometimes those interests are so different. It, it does, it would, wouldn't be beneficial for you to be out and hanging with them and stuff like that, you know? And, that, and that's true. And then thinking about the list that, that you were reading off, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention that it's okay to have different friends for different reasons. Yeah, that's so, that's that's definitely left off the list and should be on that list, whoever made it. Definitely. Break that down. So what I mean when I say that is I have, I have one friend that is my cheerleader, no matter what I do, even if it's something bad or it's going to have like a bad consequence she's in my corner like hey you do it you you know you go you whatever then I have a, another friend that she's really like pessimistic so if I'm having a you know a Debbie Downer kind of moment that's not the friend I'm going to go talk to because talking to her she's going to indulge that that side of me and in some ways that is good I need that side indulge a little bit so I can kind of vent and get it out but then when it's over, I also need that friend to go, okay, now, now you've vented about it. So what now, what, now, what are you going to do? Or how do you, how are you going to move forward? How are you going to move on? So that friend who's always sad or always negative doesn't feed the happy part of my spirit or the part of my spirit that is optimistic and looking toward the future or looking toward, you know, beauty in the world. So I wouldn't go to her for that. And then if I have, um, I don't really have one of these, but I've heard of them is a good time girlfriend. And then that's that girlfriend is always ready to go out, always ready to hit the club, always ready to hit the bar. Those friends have a place too. When you need a, a drink or a good laugh, then you call your, your good time girlfriend. But if you're having a moment where you need to be encouraged, then you wouldn't call your good time girlfriend because that's not her role in your life. That's not mm -hmm. the, the, she just want to party. She don't want right. to come to any type of real resolution and whatever's going on right now she may help you forget about you know your troubles mm -hmm. for a little while and that's good too that friend has its place mm -hmm. so i say that to say you know don't put the pressure on one or two friends to be everything that you need them to be don't put that pressure on one or two people to feel 
all the different facets of you and your personality. For me, I'm a Gemini. So I think it would be unfair if I expected just one of my friends to fit all of my different personalities. That's unfair. It's, it's unfair to, to do that to a person because that person has their own thing going on, their own life and their own viewpoints about things. And they may not have the capacity to be all things to you like you would need them to be, just like you don't have the capacity to be all things to another person, be it a spouse, be it a really good friend. No one has the capacity to care for themselves fully and to fully care for somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that you can't care for yourself and somebody else, but to be able to cultivate and really take care of another whole person means that you are neglecting pieces of yourself while you're trying to care for them. And that is not good self-care. It's not good self-care for you. It's not good self-care for them because when they fall short and they cannot fulfill all of your needs, then what happens? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then you're, then you're sad. You're upset because you've put them in a spot where they couldn't handle being there just by their own life circumstances. Right. So let's jump into the self-care assignment this week, and it's going to be evaluate your friendships. You can use the checklist that I, I broke down, but add that one that Lady Bounce mentioned that definitely should be on the list and tell them what that is again. Which, which one did I say? Oh, that, that, it's just talk about. oh, that it's okay to have different friends for different facets of your life. Exactly. Put that on that checklist and, um, evaluate your friends and, and make sure you have friends for those different types of things. Um, now let's get into my favorite part of the show. Doom, 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 doom. Brain science, science, science. All right. So this week's brain science, how friendship can improve your brain and your overall health. You can get by and stay healthy with a little help from your friends. Whether you have more friends that you can keep track of or just a small circle of close paths, it doesn't change the power that friendships can have on your health. There are quite a few obvious reasons why friends are good. They can serve as an outlet for venting, act as a sounding board for ideas, and give you advice you might otherwise not have considered. And who else would you call to join you for a last minute lunch or happy hour? But friends may have benefits that go beyond those that are purely social. For one, research has shown that having strong relationships, meaning friendships, is linked to decreased mortality. One overarching survey of this research even found that the effect on your lifespan of having friends is twice as powerful as that of exercising and equal to that of quitting smoking. Additionally, friendships have been linked to better results in common measures of your health, such as body mass index, blood pressure, waist and waist circumference. Experts guess that the connection between your relationships and your physical health lies in the body's stress response. Isolation can lead to chronic stress and reducing that by spending quality time with friends can benefit your overall health. Your social circle can even keep your mind sharp. One study has found that loneliness can actually increase your risk of dementia, highlighting just how important having friends can be. Doctors now rethink that their approach to older dementia patients as a result of that study. People think that it is easier for patients to admit that they are lonely versus feeling depressed. 
Strong friendships can also guide you through tough times. Research has shown that friendships can help you cope with rejection, as well as traumatic experiences such as divorce, a layoff, or a serious illness. Developing and maintaining close friendships can require a lot of time and effort. So if you're concerned about how you'll keep up with a huge network of friends, not counting your social media friends, you are not alone. But don't worry about it. Because when it comes to your friendships, quality is far more important than quantity. Making new friends may become more difficult with age, especially when you're caring for kids, balancing a job, or both. Put yourself in a position where bonding over a shared interest is easy, such as taking a cooking class, volunteering at a local shelter, or even introducing yourself to your neighbors. You might be surprised at how easy it is to make friends and that will be much, and that you will be much healthier for it. Word up. Word beautiful, up. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, yo, that's our show for this week. Don't forget you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can hit us up on all social media, Facebook, IG, Twitter. And now you can even find us on TikTok. And for our biggest fans, we do have merch available. Just send us an inbox on Facebook, or you can email us at flywithusla at gmail.com. We have limited edition merch. We have some keychains, some T-shirts. Um, we even have hoodies on the way. We have one fresh hoodie that if you follow us on Facebook, you might have seen. Um, but we have some different hoodies and different things coming for the fall. So please fly with us, cop that merch, or you can even become a patron so that you can help us to continue to bring you self-care every day. The Fly With Us podcast is your daily source for self-care. I'm your boy, Picky Fence. I'm Lady Bounce. We out of here. Peace. Peace.